Hey everybody and welcome to Learning from Smart People. I am your host, Rob Oliver. And you have heard of like Cher, you've heard of Sting, you've heard of Bono, all one name people. And today I am I have one name Angie with me, okay? And um that's all you need to know. Her name is Angie and she is phenomenal. She is a true hustler when it comes to podcasting. Her show made the charts in the comedy genre in the US, Canada, Belgium, Taiwan within a few weeks of going live and then India a few months in and more recently Denmark, Ireland, Great Britain, Switzerland and New Zealand this year. Her favorite parts of podcasting are being herself and connecting with fascinating guests from all walks of life. It has been a true personal growth journey and she's beyond excited to be helping others create their own mark in the world through podcasting. One name, Angie, welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me, Rob. You know, I, de- I didn't, I, I definitely did not compare myself to um, to the stars that you just uh, lined up. It's not, yeah, um, but I appreciate it. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> no problem. Well, hey, you know what? I, if if I can make someone whose specialty is humor laugh, then I feel like I've accomplished that my day is a, a full day already. So that's <laughs> we already managed. So that's good. <laughs> wonderful. So let's just do this. Like, kind of, can you share with me your backstory? Kind of, where did you come from, and how did you get into podcasting? Mm. So where I come from, I grew up in Belgium, and so now I live in the the UK. But I grew up in Belgium and. Uh, half Danish, half Algerian. So there's a bit of a mix that going on. Um, but uh, how I got into podcasting is that I think it was, this is now in 2018, I believe. It was just a bit of a, um, you know, one of those years, you know, when everything just happened and it's like, oh my God, like, when am I going to let up on my mistakes? And um, and it was a Sunday morning. I remember it was in December. It was like a gray London, you know, type of, type of day and um got to went to you know morning to brush my teeth and I look at myself in the mirror and I these words just came out I know I'm not allowed to swear because you know it's, it's good people here on the on, on your show so but I literally just bursted out I'm too old for this Beep. and um and in that moment I was like oh my god this is it because I'd been for a year I'd been flirting with the idea of starting a podcast and I just didn't know about what I was like oh maybe this maybe that but I'd been obsessed with audio you know I love listening I used to listen to audio books a lot and then I got into podcasting a few years back just listening and I just love that medium but that's how it sort of it came about and then that morning it was just sort of like this epiphany and I was just like I that's what I'm going to do I'm going to be talking about sharing about things that I wish I'd known when I was 18 mm. and why am I only learning about this after I'm 40, you know? And right. I was just, so I got, that's how I got guests on interview to help like other people to, to, to share what they know and to answer some of my many questions. And that's how I sort of got into it. Okay. And it, it's the uh, classic situation of too soon, old, too late, smart, right? Where, um, right. you know, we, and I, so just from my personal experience, I know a little bit about what you're talking about because, um, although I had to learn very early. So when I was 21, I had a spinal cord injury, so I use a wheelchair and, but at 21, I learned lessons that I may not have learned until much later in life. And so everything that we go through is a learning experience. Everything that we go through is an opportunity to, you know, I, 
it's an opportunity for us to expand our knowledge and to expand our understanding of the world. So you have decided like, okay, um, I'm going to do a podcast and you were, you had been thinking about doing a podcast and now when you decide, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm imagining your next step is, okay, what do I need to do to make this work? So, so what was that next step for you? Well, I was a bit impulsive. So the, my next step was literally, I, it was a Sunday, so I had time, right? So I just sat down on my computer and went into this. I, I was part of, uh, there was three Facebook groups I was very active in and just been in for years. And I literally just put a post out saying, hey, I'm doing a podcast. This is what I want to talk about. I want people to come on. And I just had like this whole description about what I was looking for what I wanted, needed. And, and that's how I started. That's literally, that was my first step. But then afterwards was, which you may, you know, which you would have probably experienced too. And it's like, you know, unless you already knew a lot of that sound before you started, I was like, Oh my God, what microphone and how do I record? And can I do this remotely? And what about in the same room as me? And, and Oh my God, you know, then, then there was all these doubts that came up, doubts came up many, many, many times before I ever pressed the publish. So from the, that Sunday morning in the mirror going, ah, oh, I'm too old for this. Then to publishing, there was about, uh, so July, so that would be seven months. Yeah. Okay. In total from like recording and everything. So to publishing and the first, it was seven episodes I put out first. Yeah. At once. Okay. So, so how did you deal with that doubt? Because it, I think <laughs> there are, there are some podcasters out there who probably have the opinion like, why wouldn't people want to listen to me? Everybody would benefit by learning from the amazing things that go on between my ears. I'm not one of those people because, no. you know, <laughs> so it's like, this is just me and I do my thing. And like, I, why would anybody want to listen to me? So yeah. when you're, when you're dealing with doubts, I'm assuming you deal with doubts like that. Um, or what if I can't get guests? What if my guests are horrible? What if, you know, all of those things, how did you handle those doubts? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got so like I hear there's like two questions. One is the self doubt, and one is like, what if my guests are horrible, right? So that second one is actually the easiest one for me. But the the first one, the self doubt, still happens. Especially, I don't know. Do you edit your own? I do. Episode? Right. That's what that to me like that has been. There has been a lot of uh, I would call emotional hangover. Like, oh no, it's not emotional hangover. It's like overshare hangover. Like, oh, you know, vulnerability hangover. I think Brené Brown maybe coined that term. I'm not sure, but it, there's definitely some sort of hangover happening, you know, in this, in the spiritual space, emotional space, because, and like, it, it is really is that it's like, oh, if what I'm saying, is that really that interesting? Am I talking too much? I'm a talker. So I talk a lot. Um, there's a yeah a lot of things but at some point it was just like it's sort of to cut through that noise and I'm, I'm the kind of person who definitely would have self-doubt come up but it's like learning to just cut through and go wait this is not about me yeah maybe I definitely sounded ridiculous you know because I don't mind being the bottom of the joke and I like to say that however it's very different from publishing it and broadcasting that when I say broadcasting now we're casting this is podcast right so there's a big difference, but it's basically just really having clear, like is is finding clear lines as to what I'm happy to share, what I'm not happy to share, and where where is that line? What is it that I think is too much? And once you have that line, it's much easier to go. Well, that's just 
my little gremlin here trying to stop me from putting something out because I I know when I listen to to other shows, what I really love is actually them actually sharing something that makes me feel less weird, less crazy, less this, less that. You know, it makes sure. me feel like oh, so that's that bit. So I think I agree completely with you in that because um, this is just a, a quick take on social media. So many yeah. times on social media, people only post the good stuff, right? People, a lot of people are posting a yeah. thing like, this is me doing wonderful things and this is me being happy about this wonderful thing that happened. And, and you would get the impression that other people's lives are just wonderfully fantastic. And sometimes you're like, my life's not exactly like that, okay? Mm-hmm. Whereas when you listen to a podcast and you get to, you get to hear the host share some of their, some of their difficulties, some of the things that they've gone through, some of the bad decisions they've made, some of the rough experiences they've had, some of the emotional, you begin to make that connection and you say, this resonates with me. I hear, I've felt that same way. I've gone through similar experiences. And in that way, I think we talked about this. It, it, it was in your description. Okay. And that is the fate. One of your favorite parts of being a podcast host is just the opportunity to be yourself. Yeah. And, and really for me, you mentioned editing my own podcasts in the beginning. I was spending hours editing podcasts and, <laughs> and taking out, days, days taking out ums and taking out like, and say, okay, like I said this and like, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. Or how do I like, maybe I can edit that down a little bit. And then it, it honestly took me probably, um, I'm going to say like 60 episodes before mm-hmm. I got to the point where it's just like, you know what? I'm a human and the people that listen to me are human and they don't want me to be a robot. They don't expect perfection. And if they do, then they should go listen to somebody else's podcast. This is about me sharing and my guests being comfortable and we're all in this together and let's be human. What's your reaction to that? No, I, I agree that I agree with that. I mean, I used to spend like, yeah, two days, a good two to maybe sometimes three days. And some of it was like literally going, do I keep this in? Do I, what do I do? And it's like giving myself a headache. And now I'm just like, no, I said what I said. And, uh, you know, I mean, what am I going to do? But the, the thing is also when you listen to, you know, I, I listen to a lot of like BBC Sound podcast and Wondery podcast, you know, so now they have like amazing shows, right? But even there, the sound isn't like there are hums, there are this, they may, you know, unless it's fully scripted, like they're a drama or something. Right. There isn't really like, you know, if, if it is good, if the content is useful or entertaining or both, then so what? I mean, it's different if there's like someone says, Maybe like um, every other word. I don't think anyone really does that. So, and and I feel that all, over time, like as the podcaster, it's okay to show that it's not perfect at the beginning because at the, at the same time, then you have somewhere to go and we all learn. I mean, now I've learned also to be a bit more like, what is the point with like, to make sure I get to the point to my, of my questions sooner or that, and then I'm still not, and I'm not perfect by far sure. at all. So, but we all evolve. So I think, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's, yeah. 60 episodes, man, that's a long time to be spending all that time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to tell you, right. wow, you suffered there. I, I did. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, okay. So and 
my, I, I'm not sure where I learned it, but somebody taught me that perfect is the enemy of done. And so when you're exactly. looking to make a, a perfect podcast, it never gets done. I, so you decide what you're doing. You kind of begin to line up some guests. And the next thing I'm assuming is you've got to get the equipment to do this. A lot of people I would imagine are intimidated because it sounds like there's a lot of expensive equipment out there. There's a mm -hmm. lot of expensive software, expensive hosting. Uh, can you talk to me about mm -hmm. your experience with that? And you know, as you're mentoring people, what are you talking to them for mm -hmm. equipment and software? Listen, if someone, if someone tells, you know, if someone comes to me and they say, look, I've got 2000, are you in the US? Are you based in the US? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So $2, that's what I thought, yeah, $2,000. They'll be like, yeah, then get this, this. If you got, and if you can, in that budget, you can have someone to actually install the whole thing for you. Because the thing is also the higher you go, it's like you're buying a Maserati or a Ferrari. I'm expecting that maybe the maintenance cost and the maintenance of it is slightly different. You've got to know, it's not going to be your first car, right? right. <laughs> or it's, probably, it's probably never going to be my car. I'm not, I don't care about those. So, but, so yeah. So my, my philosophy is that I, teach people how to bootstrap it like i don't i didn't spend more than a hundred dollars on my equipment and i'm still using the same thing by the way sure still using the same um is as long as you know how to use it and <clears throat> so uh, like my i mean do, do you want me to tell you what equipment I yeah have i'd love to hear it. yeah so um so the, the microphone i'm using is the blue snowball that was under 50 pounds which would be like I did have my currency up because I knew it was dollars I had to convert and because in case it changes. So that's, uh, yeah, today would be $69 according to Google. Okay. <laughs> right? Uh, I got my currency thing up. Um, yeah. So my blue snowball, don't get the ice, just get the blue snowball. And then I got the scissor arms. Let me see right. if I move this just two seconds. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the scissor arms and the pop filter. So in that... This is why I want to upgrade. Because um, <laughs> that sound you just heard. Sure. But yeah, so anyway, so this is the arms. Um, so I hope I didn't mess around with the, the sound too much for you for afterwards. But yeah, so the, the scissor arms and the pop filter. And the reason why you have those scissor arms, right, is so that you don't, so the, the microphone doesn't pick up too many of your, like, you know, tapping on the desk or writing notes or that kind of stuff. So it sort of like filters out the, the sound mechanically, not actually uh, doing it. But and then the pop filter is to stop those popping sounds. And that I spent like 17 pounds, uh, which would be, and they're always on offer. And that was a, yeah, that was $23, right? And then um, that, that's it. And then the rest I already had, which I mean, like the headphones, right? which most people have, it's always best to have those really like you and I have because it stops that sound from bleeding. And because it has a wire, I can see you like me old school sure. wire, right? Because those Bluetooth and wireless ones, they're annoying for, for the sound afterwards. And so, yeah, so the blue snowball, the scissor arms and pop filter, uh, the headphones, you, most of you already have. And if you don't have those fancy ones, just have whichever ones you have. When you're starting out, you don't have to spend too much money because you want to see if you like it. Try and do seven episodes. That's the magic number. Okay. Many people never go past seven. And then speakers for when I edit. And I literally still use mine, which were like 23 quid on Amazon. Which And I wish I did buy on Amazon because I'm not, don't really want to be uh, feeding that big machine. But here we go. So, yeah. And those were like just, those are just simple ones, you know? Sure. And I still use those. And the software is all free. 
Um, okay. If you want me to tell you what software I use. Yeah, I I'd like, tell me about the software yeah. you use. So the software I use, so for, I use uh, Zoom for remote recording yep. and that, and that's free. A lot of people think that if it's over now, you have to pay, but it's not if you're one-on-one like us two, like this, we could be talking for six hours right. and they wouldn't be charging you. So that's free. Um, and then the, if you record just a solo cast, a solo episode on your computer, I use GarageBand and that's free on the Mac. If you have a Windows, I tell people that Audacity, a lot of people use that. I don't use it because I don't have uh, Windows, but Audacity or Reaper. Reaper is a bit more complex, but Audacity, a lot of people use that uh, as an entry level. And it's the same for editing. You sure. can uh, you can record and edit on those softwares as well. So GarageBand and Audacity. And then uh, the other stuff is like the fluff, like, you know, the, to scheduling. So you and I, we had to find a time, the time zone converter. So things like Acuity or Calendly, all of these free scheduling software are great. Uh, email google calendar that's what i use like those things are free so yeah so that was in yeah that's not a hundred dollars so no i understood so i am (laughs) i'm right with you on this that um, many of the tools that are out there that i so i'm using audacity i'm on a pc um i i did step up and i got the rode podcaster pro soundboard which is phenomenal um i've got the you know, the Rode pod mic, which has the pop filter built right into it. But yeah. again, that my entire initial setup, I think may have been $700, which it, you know wasn't too bad uh, considering. And, yeah. and I'm now, you know, I am 140 some odd episodes in, and I'm very happy with the sound quality. It's super nice because um, it records on separate tracks so that yeah. you your voice is on one track, my voice is on another track, and the intro and outro music are on a, a separate track. So I can, I can easily equalize all of those to make sure that the the. the do you reason- know that that's the same? Do you know that's the same for me? Like on Zoom, you can also re- you re- you record on separate track. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, I'll show you that setting after, just in case one day you don't have your your yep. fancy one. But yeah, and then there's also there's definitely like um, road. And a show. So I do also advise on other mics for people who have different budgets. So, but like that was my startup. If people have other budgets, so there's definitely like, and if you want to have a dynamic mic or condenser mic, but this is a, that's a little bit more of a complex conversation just yep. to have here. But yeah, you can definitely, um, and the one that you have is definitely a very good uh, company, you know. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I've actually um, worked at, I do a little bit of what you do in mentoring folks that are doing podcasts. And I'm um, in there, um, one of the, Rode does the USB and T mic and that's super nice because they have the proprietary software where you can actually plug multiple mics into the same computer for if you and your guest are in the same room and it yeah. it does all of the mixing in there for you recording to separate tracks for separate microphones it um anyway it's a Yeah that's good yeah it, that's really good. Um but I digress let me to get us back on track as you're mentoring people what are you telling them? Like when people come to you and they're like, I want to be a podcast host. I want to have my own podcast. Are you like, do you have kind of a, a checklist for them to say, well, here's a, here's kind of a, let's see if you will make a good podcast host or let's see if your idea is a viable podcast idea or how does that work for you? Well, it, so the, the main, the main filter I would say is that, 
I think it's important for people to understand that they don't have to have a podcast. There's room for everyone. Like that's something that I really believe in. Um, but you don't, a lot of people think they come they're like, oh, I need to have a podcast. And it's like, they don't actually listen to podcasts. They're not that interested in audio. They prefer to do video or they prefer to just do uh, memes. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like right. they're not into the audio. Um, they don't really want to spend the time. Because even if you are at the space, at a place where you can actually delegate all of it, you still need to know what you're doing and you have to actually spend some time on it, especially when you're starting out. So if people are just like, well, I... Yeah, I don't really, you know, want to listen to podcasts, um, but I really want to, you know, look, then that's their decision. But I haven't had any anyone like that come to me. So, but if that was the case, I would find it just too difficult as an energy to be working with someone like that because they're not actually, you have to actually really be, you have to have a burn for it, you know, uh, a passion for it. So I think that if someone has a burning idea for a podcast and they love that medium, the audio, and they absolutely love that and they have, you know they they actually they have something that they're really passionate about but they may not yet have narrowed down the concept you know we can work on that other people already have like the concept and they just need to know how to get all the steps done so it really depends did that answer your question i, I think so I, that I, I mean it they've got to kind of work themselves through this they figure out having a podcast just for the sake of having a podcast doesn't work no, it's like saying you should just have you should just, you should just do marketing on Instagram, but you've never had an Instagram account. You're like, and you're not even into it. It's like you don't have to be everywhere. That's kind of like that's kind sure. of the point I'm making. Almost like it's you don't have to be on all social media channels. You don't have to be on all different platforms. You don't have to be. You can if you have the time and and the breath for it. Great, but if it's like you know, it's like it's like if you were doing it, when you're doing your YouTube channel, but you really didn't like YouTube, don't even like video. You, wouldn't that be really hard? It, yes. It, right? Because it's a lot of work regardless, you know? It yep. is work. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, you kind of you kind of covered this as far as what people should think about if they're if they want to start a podcast. Um, if you when you listen to podcasts, what are the a couple things where you say this this is the mark of a really good host? This mm-hmm. is what makes a great podcast host what are your thoughts there is that intimate feeling so for example when they do like an interview is that it feels like you're around the kitchen table listening in okay they're talking to a friend so that is is that rapport they're building with people and the other one is to well one that being themselves because it's not sustainable not to be yourself over like a lot of episodes, a lot of a lot of episodes. So being themselves, very curious, inquisitive nature, especially if you interview people. But even if you just do solo episode, you have to have a curiosity of whatever it is that you're talking about. You have to have like a passion for it. Um, asking the hard questions, you've got to go there and listening, listening. And it's it's it's, it's harder than <laughs> than it sounds, right? Yeah, it's harder than it sounds. Yeah. No, I think that what you said about listening and it being so hard early on in doing my podcast, I found that I was, I would tune out from what the person was saying as I was trying to figure out what the next question is that I was going to ask. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it, and so I would latch on to something they said early on. And then the rest of their whole sentence, you know, the rest of their paragraph didn't really hear that because I'm like, okay, I think I want to ask it. Yeah. And that listening piece is essential because 
that's what allows you to, you know, to expand on, to build on, to clarify what you're hearing from your guests. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking as well, having a podcast, you know, I'm 140 some episodes in and what is, what are your thoughts on how do you keep coming up with ideas? How do you generate new ideas? Because sometimes it feels like I, I'm, I've done a bunch of these things and I, I don't want to keep doing the same thing. I don't want to go over what I've done before. Um, mm -hmm. How do you do that? Yeah. And that, that's actually a really good question because it's true. Like, especially when you've done quite a few episodes, you know, a lot of the things you sort of go out of or you sort of, yeah, you sort of evolve from it or you feel like it's a bit dated or you feel, you know, so I, I would say like, you know, like, for me it's very very important that it has to be i sort of like gather it from like what's going on now in my life in the, with the reality like what has popped up you know what are the things that like now i'm asked i'm wondering about you know i may have some new questions that have come up or there may be something that i still don't understand i need to get someone on to talk about that that experts to come on and talk about um another way to so i draw a lot from my personal how i feel and my curiosity and um, but for example, if you know that if that may not be the kind of place that as a podcaster, you know, not everyone sort of goes from there. But like what are things that, that interest you? You know, like so if there's there's a there's a topic that interests you, you're in Facebook group about it, you're in a LinkedIn page about it, you know, what are the newest things that are coming up, you know, what are the things that you keep watching? You know, depending obviously on the podcast, but what are the things that you're continuously watching, listening, consuming? Those are like those are hints as to you know, what you want to talk about, what are, the, what are the things that, you know, like your own stumbling blocks that come up, you know, which, which is kind of like what I kind of like was referring to just now, sorry, but um, there is that. And there's also what are people coming up to you for? You know, maybe mm. they're coming up to, you know, to you, Rob, about always sort of the same few things. What are the, sometimes listeners also, they may start to be also contacting you. I mean, I've had um, listeners sometimes say, oh, you know, there was that bit, but they didn't, because obviously sometimes people forget there's a there's a finite amount of time as well that you can like keep someone on right but sure. uh, and also you also get tired right because it's a lot of energy I mean I always get sweaty armpits when I <laughs> interview people I don't know about that I don't know why I'm like oh my god I'm exhausted right. uh you know um but and they'll be like oh you know there's that bit like I really wondered what what do they mean by that and I'm like oh, okay well let me get that guest back sure. there's always going to be signs as to where you get your ideas you know how, where you can keep like ge generating new things yeah, it's so interesting to hear you say that. In some ways, I was expecting a different answer. Okay, I was expecting an answer to go out to like answer the public or, you know, where um, you're going to a, a website that's giving you ideas. And these are the questions that people are asking and, or, you know, using Google. Where... That's actually one of the, that's actually one of the things that I teach to, to my students. But that's like, you know, when we start to go into, because everyone's slightly different how they come up with things. But that's one way to know. Actually, sorry, I'm lying. That is not what I teach. I actually, that's how I help them for, that's um, to how to name their podcast and how to play with SEO. Right. Yeah. So if they want to, so sorry, that's, uh, I, that was, I didn't, yep. that's not what I meant. But yeah, nope. uh, that's a great website actually. Yeah. And um, you can do the same thing in Google when you, when you put a phrase into, into Google and you search down at the bottom of the, of the list, they give you yeah. people also search for, and it gives you some other topics that are related so that was the answer that I was expecting. And the answer that you gave me is, is phenomenally. I'm looking around in my own life to find out what's going on in my world. And 
then I speak to that and I speak, I seek to answer those questions and the questions that other people are asking me. Hey, listen, Angie, you have shared a tremendous amount of information and I really appreciate you being open and, and willing to do that. If people are looking to find out more about you or find out about your podcast, find out about your services as a mentor, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. So if you're interested in, uh, in, in podcasting, I just, um, so the website, the website address uh, for that is learnpodcasting.online. So that's in learnpodcasting in one word, dot online. And if you want to go to my website, it's angie-s.com. And um, yeah, if you want to go to my podcast, then it's a tool for this. Boop, and that's spelled S-H asterisk T. But yeah, but if you go to um, to learnpodcasting.online or to angie-s.com, then you'll, it'll lead you to my podcast as well. Um, so. Yeah. Wonderful. And I will, I'll put those links in the show notes so that people can easily find you and, and connect with you and hear more of what you've got to share. So listen, Angie. Thank you, Rob. Oh, absolutely. You've been wonderful. It is time for three questions to establish your humanity. Are you ready for these, my friend? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Go on. <laughs> um, who was your favorite teacher when you were in school and why? Mm. Uh, actually, well, one came up and then another one came up. The first one was in primary school because he was so funny. He used to make us laugh so much. Um, so he helped like school be easier because I didn't really, you know, always like it. <laughs> so he was great. But the, the, the first one, the, the name that popped up first was actually this French teacher who was really, really, she was really good um, which was really tough. And I remember I failed, I failed a year at school. Okay. And, uh, but when I had to go to the exams, hers, and I think uh, that one, and then drama, <laughs> and then drama, those were the only two I didn't fail because I was too scared to fail with her because she's kind of scared me a little bit. But she was in a way that she raised the bar. She okay. was like, she was like, you all can do this. And, you know, it was tough love. Yeah. yeah. So I still remember her. She gave you, she set high expectations and wouldn't rest until you, you met them. That's great. Uh, if you could join any musical group, past or present, to sing with them, what musical group would you love to sing with? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm really bad with names when it comes to music. But, um, oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. I mean, you know, it could be something like... <laughs> Boys to Man, new addition to uh, the Rolling Stones. I mean, I think you'd get such amazing experiences. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. So, but I'm not. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. So. Um, all right. So the fact that like you're going Boys to Men puts you and me in a very similar, uh, sim similar age range, uh, <laughs> you know, which is all good. And yeah. um, I and maybe you're a little bit like me as well, that I'm one of the like. When something comes on the radio, I, I, I like to sing along. It just kind of is, it just makes, makes driving around a little bit more fun. All right. So you said you're originally from Belgium, right? Mm -hmm. okay. I grew up there. Mm -hmm. What is the one food that, um, that you miss from Belgium that you just can't get, that you can't get it elsewhere that you can say, this is something that reminds me of home or something that I enjoyed when I was growing up in Belgium. You know, they make a really good fr uh, fries, like French fries. 
I know they call them in English, you say French fries, but um, the, the fries they make in Belgium. I mean, yeah, that um, just like really good fries and, and really good beer. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, up in Canada, they when they're talking about fries or chips or whatever it is that you would like to call them, um, they do poutine, which is uh, fries with cheese curds on top covered in gravy, which is it's the only way to make something that is entirely unhealthy, just two steps more unhealthy. So, more unhealthy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's delicious and highly yeah. recommended. So I, if I ever end up in Belgium, I will I will have to try the fries. The fries, yeah, with mayonnaise. Have mayonnaise. Okay. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. That's really good. Listen, one name, Angie, you have been phenomenal. Thank you so much for being here. Folks, check her out. Check out her website. Check out her podcast. Um, and uh, you also, if I'm not mistaken, you had mentioned about if folks go to your, uh, is it on the website that you've got, um, on the uh, Learn Podcasting Online, you've got a, a free download there as well. Am I right? In yeah, that? that's why. Yeah, if you go to learnpodcasting.online, then you'll go into... I'm looking at it now, so I'm directing people correctly. But it's like, I'll go to all courses. And now on the left, there'll be like the free, the podcasting taster session. And that's free. And I go a little bit more into depth about um, the equipment, the software. And, and you get also some swipe files for emails to send out to guests and that kind of stuff. It's oh, beautiful. Thank you very much. That's, that's a very generous thing that you're doing. I appreciate you're welcome. It. You no, thank you, Rob. Hey, listen, Angie, thanks for being here to all my listeners. Thank you. And I will remind you that when you stop learning, you stop living. Have a great day, everybody. 